Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader. I don't think it's possible to make yourself or to morph yourself into that person or try yeah. and be that person. I think that's foolish. I think yeah. you just need to be you. Mm-hmm. Some people like you, some won't. Eventually, you'll find your group of people to work yeah. with. Welcome to The Human CEO. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I'm joined by Charles Fawcett. Charles is the founder and CEO of Twisted Automotive. Twisted has one mission, to take the iconic Land Rover Defender and re-engineer it to be the very best vehicle it can be. Having always had a serious love for the Land Rover vehicles, in 2001, Charles created the Twisted brand from his garden shed at home in Felix Kirk, North Yorkshire. Since then, his love for the vehicle has only increased and Charles has led the brand through consistent growth. Charles joins us today to share his insight as a leader and a human CEO. Thanks for joining us today, Charles. It's great to have you with us. Hi, Amy. Good to see you. Thank you for uh, inviting me to join you. Thanks. Thank you for making the time. So the first question, we'll start with, can you tell us a bit about Twisted and what it stands for, what you're working towards, please? So Twisted is a um, is a business. We're based in North Yorkshire. We're based in a little market town of Thirsk. Um, I came here 22 or 23 years ago. I've always lived very local to Thirsk, mm-hmm. uh, within the Vale of York. Um, found myself here. I was running a business for my father, uh, an off-road driving business, teaching people to, to drive Land Rover vehicles off-road and similar such vehicles. Um, and at the same time, we were always hungry. We, we did a little bit of comp- competing off-road competition. We were always hungry for power. Um, I'd driven Defender vehicles, Land Rover vehicles all my life, um, and lots of four-wheel drives, sort of very analog, standard vehicles, very functional products. Um, and Twisted kind of came about because we were searching for power, we found some really cool products, we found that you could make a Defender do things it had never done before. So Twisted, in essence, now works with um, almost solely Land Rover Defender, the traditional, mm-hmm. classic, the original um, uh, uh, Defender. Um, and we build them for customers all over the world. We ship them um, to many different countries. Um, the work is carried out here in Thirsk. We've got a team of engineers um, and some great staff uh, on, the, on the York Road Industrial Estate. We've got a little showroom in Thirsk as well, the old cinema. Uh, we have a showroom down in Kensington in, 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 in Radley Mews, um, and we're soon to open another in Salcombe. Um, Twisted has evolved over the last three years. Uh, we branched out into Marine as well, so we have Twisted Marine um, and you know other plans afoot. But the reality is we're a shed full of very passionate um, individuals of a certain... We have a certain way of thinking and a certain way of doing things. We're probably all on some scale or other somewhere. Um, <laughs> there isn't a lot of sense in what we do. Uh, what we're creating are very, very unique products for some very cool and interesting people. Yeah. Um, so what started out with a, you know, 20 years ago, it might have been a change of an exhaust system or a, uh, a different map into an ECU or a different seat or a different wheel or a different suspension system. It's now all of that built into a vehicle fully integrated at a glance it's just a land rover defender but in reality when you touch it feel it drive it it's this wonderful analog driving experience but with a lot of the wrinkles ironed out um so 
it, it's true to its roots. Mm-hmm. Super cool, loads of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there's a huge amount of passion for it, you know, both yeah. internally and externally. You know, customers, yeah, absolutely. Customers that buy from us, they, they don't need what we sell. They have a need. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's generally led by the heart, not the head. Yeah. And uh, we create some, some incredible product. Yeah, yeah. And so as a leader of that kind of organisation then, what kind of challenges are you up against day to day? I don't see myself as a leader. Okay. Um, I think I'm, I, I, maybe I'm an inspirer. I don't know. I think I, think I, I, I um, I'm able to excite people. I'm mm-hmm. able to um, get them on side and, and thinking a certain way, but I can't make them do what they do. That's 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 them doing that bit. Okay. Um, I, I I've met so many so many people over the years um, from all walks of life. It amazes me who we get to speak to in this business. I, I, I love to hear people's backgrounds. I, lo- I love to hear their backstories and understand how they got where, where, wherever they are at this point. Um, I think mistakes we've made in, in, in this business over the years is, is to try to make it corporate at times. Okay. There are, there's a certain charm to um, uh, formalizing things, having structures in place and having documentation that allows you to measure things and, um, we, we've 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 tried at times because I'm completely not that person. I'm not that structured, organised person. I've tried to bring people in, thinking that if we make it more structured, it'll be more streamlined. It'll make more money. The reality is, we just do what we do, and we do it really well. And rather than counting hours and putting pressure on, we, we're almost the entire opposite of that. The guys okay. and girls, they just do their job. They do it the best they can do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes however long it takes. So, did I answer your question? Probably not. But <laughs> we, 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 in some senses, we're quite unique. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and we're not, we're not, we're not easily measured as a as an operation. Yeah. Well, there's no formula for passion, is there? No. I think pa- passion sells. Passion buys. Passion builds. It's you know we we I think we're all a little bit mad in this building and. Um, <laughs> And it, and it just works. Yeah, um, yeah. We've got, um, you know, one particular guy downstairs. He's um, uh, He's been with us, I, I believe, 11 years now. And um, we celebrated loosely his um, 11th anniversary of, of, of building vehicles for us uh, just recently. And um, he said he's enjoyed every single day of, 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 of working here for the last two and a half years. He hated the first eight um, but he's just—he's just this wonderful character. He just does what he does. He was not a mechanical engineer. He used to build windows. Okay. But he, 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 he thinks of—he thinks of what he's doing in a certain way, and no training can put that in place. Mm-hmm. He does things a certain way. He's super methodical. He thinks it all through. He's the, the details is, is incredible. And that can be applied right the way down the building. We've got 10 ramps building vehicles constantly. They build one at a time per person, and they build it from start to finish. Um, one of our other techs has just finished a job, and he was 1,760 hours working on one car. Wow. So I don't know how many days that equates to, but it's many, many months. Mm-hmm. Those many months, every single working day, he came in, 
and started again where he'd left off the night before and continued down this journey. The vehicle's now landed in Dubai. The customer is absolutely over the moon with it. It's insane. But for that one man to maintain his um, almost addiction to getting to a point of completion for those many, many months, yeah. that's a testament to the people we've managed to surround ourselves with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the business is no longer any well. It's there was a point where it was me. I dealt with the customers. I dealt with the suppliers. I did everything because we were minuscule. We're a little bit bigger now. It's not me anymore. It's them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just try to keep all the all the all the all the um, uh, ducks in a row, if you like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that journey, though, that journey into what did you call yourself an inspirer rather than a leader? But that journey. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I don't mean that in any way, you know, I just try to, um, somebody said to me recently, you know, we can, the moment you walk through the door, we can tell what mood you're in, okay. and it does affect everybody. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, oh, shit, he's in a bad mood today, you know, or, or he's got some pressure today or whatever, and it, they, 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 you know, she said it, they feel this ripple through the building, and that, that made me think, mm-hmm. um, and while we're not a family there is a real family kind of environment if you like you know mm-hmm. our head of sales calls me dad you know one of the other lads is my uncle you know it, it, it's it's it has to remain personal because in our business the customer is wanting a certain experience it's not mm-hmm. about the product entirely it's about being part of something yeah and the reality is they could go and spend their money anywhere we'd like them to spend it with us and to keep coming back. So it's it, it becomes very personal. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's really important in our business. It mm-hmm. doesn't work in every business. It's just in ours. So yeah. we do try and keep it lighthearted and fun as much as we can. Yeah. But that style, that leadership style, and I'm going to call you a leader because it's a leadership podcast, but in terms of that leadership style, does that come from somewhere? Is it influenced by a particular experience or someone that you've worked with or for in the past? Um, I guess I guess it must come from a father. Okay. Um, you know, he's um, he's a a, um, a very likable character, um, and I guess I guess I've learnt a lot from him. We don't <laughs> speak anymore, and we don't you know work together, and haven't done for many years. But it must come from there. But um, I, I wanted a business, um, family business was forcing me down a certain path. I didn't mm-hmm. like that path and hence I stepped away. That business was always motor trade, buying and selling. Okay. And um, the motor trade has a certain, uh, certain style and a customer might walk into a showroom to buy a vehicle or to look at a vehicle and mm-hmm. the, the sales guy has been taught from day one that he has to manage the conversation and lead that individual to a certain point so that they can't say no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rather than saying, um, what colour would you like? You know, the, the, the question would be, do you prefer red or blue? Oh, blue. Okay, well, let's look at this blue one over here. You know, you, you start on a journey. I mm-hmm. fought that with a passion. What I wanted to do in business was to create a product that people wanted to buy, mm-hmm. the best it could be, and then there aren't any reasons to say no. They either love it yeah. or they don't see it. Mm-hmm. And it's fair to say, although we have, you know, we've got this Kensington showroom now, the reality is you cannot replicate what we have here in Yorkshire. 
And when a customer visits us here, they get a walk around the workshop, they meet the guys that are building the cars, they can interact with them, they can get under them, they can see what's going on. They meet Katie that runs the workshop, they meet Andy, the, the, the manager of the works. They can meet any of the team and they realise that we're just people and we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're actually just great people. Yeah. No, nobody's been forced to do anything. Nobody's trying to sell anybody anything. It's just, if you know, if you love this, if there's passion for it, we'll build you it. Yeah. And yeah. it was something that you adore and you'll probably keep for a very long time. And, you know, I, I guess I fought against the family's sort of methods and opted to go down a very different path. And I think, I think that's what's brought all these people around me that's enabled me to do it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it on my own, you know. Yeah, yeah. If it was just me, I'd, you know, I'd be in a, a dark workshop somewhere with a, you know, with an oily rag in my hand and probably scratching my head wondering what to do. But we've 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 finished up with this incredible team of people, and they all think pretty much the same way. Okay, that's powerful. In terms of a piece of advice that someone's given you that's helped shape your leadership style, does anything stand out? I, I'm my own worst enemy. Um, and the best thing somebody can do is tell me that something's either not possible or I shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Red rag to a bull. It, it is. And sometimes the sensible decisions are the worst decisions, albeit um, I did work with a guy for a little while who was super corporate, and his, his response was always that a decision's better than no decision. But actually, sometimes the wilder decisions are the, 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 the better because mm-hmm. you can get behind them, you can be passionate about them. Um, sensible decisions aren't always the right ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes you've just got to have a go. And as I get older, I'm actually finding it harder to have a go. Okay. 15, 20 years ago where I had nothing. I had nothing to lose, you know, so let's just go for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you, you get a bit bit more sensible as you get older, and I am finding it harder to, to, to fight the um the norm but in reality what we do isn't normal so yeah. we have to be a little bit out there yeah absolutely. Um, so whatever yeah. you're doing is working well we're still here after 22 years yeah absolutely. i am sure um if this was a another business and there was a you know a spreadsheet operating it from day one and some structure behind it we'd probably made a load of money by now as well but but there are certain limits and there's certain things that I will and won't do. And mm-hmm. I want to be true yeah. to the reason we're here. And if that means turning a deal down or, um, or, or saying no occasionally, then we have to do that. Because yeah. I think that's why people buy what we sell because we're not, we're never going to cheapen what we do, mm-hmm. do it a certain way. And, and, and pretty much that's that. Yeah, now, I might be, you know, a year from now, the lights might be off and there might be nobody here because I've, I've dug my heels in a bit too far. But, you know, we, the, the reality is we've got a lovely little formula and we try and, we try and stick to it as much as we can. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and in terms of leaders past or present, I know you mentioned your dad earlier, but is there, are there leaders that you particularly are inspired by or that you've, have you read autobiographies that have influenced some of your decisions in the past? Anyone stand out? I used to read a lot. I've not read at all for quite a few years. Um, does anyone stand out? I think, I think my customer base. I have met some incredible people. The one thing that's brought them all together is the love of Defender. 
or the passion for the Land Rover product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met, I can't think I've ever met a customer that I've not really had admiration for. And I've been really fortunate to be able to sit with these people for a period of time. It might be an hour, it might be three hours. And we don't just talk about Defender, we talk about all sorts. Yeah. And where possible, without prying, I try to learn um, how they've done what they've done, you know. Yeah. We, we uh, an example um, over the last couple of years, a customer um, from overseas moved over here um, on the tools um, and in a relatively short time frame now employs several thousand men. Wow. And I love to listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love his style. Um, and I've met quite a f- lot of people like that. Um, you know, for- foreign royals and dignitaries and all sorts mm-hmm. of famous chefs. And, and um, the one thing that brings us all together is Defender, but I love to try and absorb a bit from them when I can. Yeah. You know, sometimes there'll be a little nugget. I had a, a customer a few years back. He um, ordered a particular vehicle in a particular color with two further colors, which he supplied on a postage stamp size piece of card. And it, uh, one of these colors was marine blue. The other one was a pillar box red. The vehicle itself was Bahama gold, and he wanted certain elements painting in certain colors. And then he supplied a sample of a piece of leather, and the, the leather in the vehicle had to be this exact leather that we sourced it for him and built this car. Uh, he was absolutely wonderful. He came, he arrived, he opened the door, he stood there for 10 minutes, you know, with his hand on the seat, taking in the smells. It was what he had dreamt of having built. Very successful guy. Mm-hmm. And he actually left me with a quote. And in fact, that quote is on the wall in the building now. It's a Cecil Beaton quote. And I do my best to stick by it. Um, mm-hmm. be brave, be different, you know, fight the anti-order and so on and so forth. Um, and, um, I, I guess what I'm saying is the business has allowed me to meet some brilliant people. Mm-hmm. There's not an, in, there's not one person that sort of stands out as being the reason. I think it's a culmination of conversations that have helped me to see things a certain way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of, you just got to be, brave and, and just have a go and be right with people. I think if you were to ask me who, not who specifically, but what sort of business person I don't ever want to be, and that's the one that says he's going to do something and doesn't do it, or mm-hmm. back on his word, I think I think when you say you're going to do something, you've just got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whether you've made the right decision or not, stick by it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure these people have fallen out with me over the years, or don't like my style, but for the most part, I can say we've never, we've never shortchanged anybody. We've never done anything we shouldn't have done. Um, mm-hmm. Always, you know, tried to stick to, stick to the rules where we can. Yeah. Probably bent the odd one as well, but you know, so long as you're true, I, I, I don't think you can go too far wrong. Yeah. No, absolutely. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think it is. It's difficult sometimes. I think if you aspire to be one particular leader or a particular type of leader, that's where you can go wrong. But I think as a leader, if you absorb loads of different influences and put your own spin on it, everybody has had a different journey. Yes. To get yeah. wherever they are right now, their journey has varied, and mm-hmm. it's those experiences to that point that make them a certain way. 
I don't think it's possible to make yourself or to morph yourself into that person or try and be that person. I think that's foolish. I think you just need to be you. Mm -hmm. Some people like you, some won't. Eventually, you'll find your group of people to work with. Um, And, you know, and if they're right, they'll stay. The reality is every business starts with a person. Mm -hmm. And that business, it is that person. And no matter what you do, it will always stem back to an individual. Um, you know, you look at Branson, he he will attract a certain sort to work with him mm-hmm. and surround himself by the right type of people. But while he is, he was fundamentally the business, um, he, he, he clearly, to do what he's done, he's had to bring different thinking in. But it always comes back to him at the end of the day, mm-hmm. no matter what size you get to. Yeah. Um, so it's very much about people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, none of us could do it on our own. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. And so what's what's coming around the corner for you guys then? What's going to be happening over the next six, nine, 12 months? Um, for the first time ever, we've got some new products coming out. Okay. So we've been developing Land Rover Defender product for 22 years. Mm-hmm. And it's been a constant development program. We don't we don't buy things off the shelf. We don't um, fit things that you can just buy anywhere. Everything mm-hmm. we've got, everything we do, we develop in house, or we have developed for us. This last couple of years, we've developed four new engines. Um, Classic Defender uh, is a niche within a niche. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I plan over the next six months to release a number of new vehicles which we haven't ever worked with, uh, which is very exciting, very different, yeah. very true to what we are. They're all mm-hmm. appropriate vehicles. Okay. We're not just going to pimp things for the sake of pimping things. Yeah. Um, Marine is super exciting. Um, I had a silly idea mid, mid-lockdown to bring a <laughs> particular type of boat in from America. I've, I've adored them from being a kid. Um, and if you ever watch Miami Vice, you'll know what I'm talking about, the, the Wellcraft Scarab. Um, okay. It's a stunning uh, offshore powerboat um, from the 80s and 90s. Um, generally, two or three huge V8s, you know, dark shapes, long cabin with very little in it, and five bucket seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to bring one of these back from the States, and uh, my FB, Jonathan, he, um, he said, well, if you're going to bring a boat back, and do something with it. You need somewhere to do it. So we ended up buying a marine engineering business in Salkham, which gave us a workshop. It gave yeah. us access to OE engines and so on, access to the water. And that little marine engineering business quite quickly sort of gathered pace, and we, we did a deal with a rib boat manufacturer. Then we did a deal with a sports boat manufacturer to create twisted versions of them. Yeah. Um, we're on with some other smaller ribs now, um, and the Scarab, which we brought over from Ohio, we, we will start the redevelopment of that uh, over this, this winter. It should be ready for the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, in essence, the boat market is full of plastic boats or fiberglass boats that, mm-hmm. that get to the end of their life and they're just scrap, but there's nothing you can do with them. They can't be recycled. But some of these boats, the hulls are incredible. It's just the wiring, the fuel systems, the engines, it's the mechanicals that wear. They live in, you know, environment so while we have done deals with new manufacturers to to create twisted products 
part of the business, and I think probably a large part is in fact going to be the equivalent of resto mod in the automotive world. Brilliant. Take an old boat and give it a new life. Yeah. So the Scarab will get brand new Volvo engines, all new rigging, new nav gear, new fuel system, new heating, etc., etc. And it'll be an old boat, but all brand new inside. So you can step aboard, you'll feel like Don Johnson, but you can actually <laughs> bring your kids on board and know it's not going to break. Yeah. I think there's, I think just the same in the automotive market, I think there's a, cha- there's a change in thinking around vehicles. Mm-hmm. I was always the guy that wanted the latest, newest, best, whatever it was, and could never keep a car for more than a few minutes. I've actually, my, my current sort of daily run around, I've had for four years, it's done nearly 100,000 miles, and do you know what? I am never going to get rid of it. I will <laughs> run that car until it dies. And then when it dies, I'll probably do something to keep it going a bit longer. Yeah. There are potentially other cars around it that I use, and on a weekend, it's always a Land Rover Defender, but sort of the daily run around, I think we all need to change our thinking, and it's the same in the boat market. Rather than throwing them away and buying the next best, yeah. let's take what's already been produced, let's take what's already contributed to emissions, mm-hmm. and actually give it another 20 years. Yeah. And so I think both in automotive and marine, and Defender is a testament to this, really. The average car is scrapped at 13 and a half years old. Okay. Defender kind of comes alive at 10, 15 years old, 20 years old. And there was a statistic, I've never proved it, but there was a statistic I saw a couple of years ago that says 76% of all Land Rovers ever built are still on the road. That's wow, that is incredible. Since 1948. That's a lot of vehicles that have... You know, they've paid their dues in, yeah. um, in, 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 you know, in the creation of, of emissions of production. All of these modern throwaway cars that are short life, it, it's not good for the planet. Yeah. So I think everything we do as Twisted, while they're exciting and potentially unnecessary toys to, a, you know, to one market, actually, I think so long as we are not further contributing by always making new, mm-hmm. I think we can be, we can sleep at night. Yeah. So whether it be boats, whether it be cars, I think giving something an extra life is really important. Yeah. Um, a- I-, I think that the generally the thinking should change in the car world. You know, let's keep it going a bit longer. Yeah. Uh, it- it's already contributed significantly at points of production. So, yeah. Sorry to ramble, but there's a podcast that's called yeah. which is really interesting. Somebody drew a, drew a square around an electric car and a square around a petrol car, and the electric car produces no emissions. The petrol car produces however many. Mm-hmm. But then when they drew a square around the industry that produced the electric car and a, a, a square around the industry that produced the petrol one, the electric mm-hmm. one had to do 160,000 miles before it was level in contribution to the petrol car. Okay. So let's go back 20 years and those vehicles that have already been on the road, let's give them another life, whether it be by electrification or using synthetic fuel or whatever else. They are better for our environment right now, I believe. Mm -hmm. So not wishing to ramble, that to me is really important. Yeah, it's a really exciting proposition. It's the way a lot of things are going, isn't it? I mean, if you look at clothing, people are moving away from the fast fashion and moving towards the, I can't remember what the Levi's, other jeans are available, obviously, but in terms of their advertising um, promotion yeah. at the minute, it's about, I can't remember whether it's live longer or something, but that's yeah. the way it's got to go. If yeah. we've created something, we should use use it until it's dead. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Give it the new life, lease of life. So that's a really exciting proposition. What you guys are doing. You can apply it to everything. You could look at IKEA furniture. Yeah. You know, Mouseman furniture. You know, not everyone can afford Mouseman, but that Mouseman table will still be in somebody's lounge in 100 years' time. Yeah. IKEA one probably does 18 months and gets swapped for a different IKEA one. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with IKEA. I just think everything we do, we need to try and be our do our best to not contribute too much further. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, that's our that's our thinking anyway. Yeah, it's the old adage, isn't it, buy cheap, buy twice, but actually it's yeah. the different spin on it in terms of the environmental impact. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I have to keep a watch on that. There. That sounds like a really, really interesting proposition. Good luck to you. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, not, we're not looking for significant growth. I think um, if we can sustain where we are, we've grown nicely over the last three years. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. we've had a you know, COVID year. It was awful for everybody. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, I think, you know, we'll just keep on a nice steady trajectory and just keep doing what we're doing well. Yeah. Um, and and it, bringing in new products. You know, we've got thousands of customers over the years who they've already bought into Twisted. They love yeah. mostly what we do. Mm-hmm. So if we can introduce something cool to them, something new to them. Yeah, absolutely. It keeps them on board. And again, we're not looking for new customers. You know, mm-hmm. we love the ones we've got. Let's just... Let's work with them for longer. Yeah, yeah. And anybody else is welcome. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah, yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. Well, Charles, I've really enjoyed speaking with you, so thank you for making the time and thank you for powering through the cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> yeah, nice to talk to you.